Blog Talk Radio. Well, hello, hello. Those of you who got here early, we started early. So this is your host, Dr. Deb Carlin, here on Blog Talk Radio. It's a K factor where K equals kindness, and the factors are all the things that lead to it. And today, my co-host, Ron Williams, is in here with me. Hey there. <laughs> and he's got a crew in his vehicle there. But hey, look, guys, all lean up and wave real quick, guys. We're, we're live. We're live. Hello, hello. I got a pop-up from everywhere. There's going to be heads coming out of everywhere, guys. That's great. There are four gorgeous okay. children in Ron's vehicle. Okay, quiet now. And, and, I, and I absolutely adore when he's got his kids with them because, you know what, everything that we do in this life is for our children. Whether they came through us or they came through somebody else, it's all about the we ones, you know? And we are here to make the best world we possibly can. Why? Because of what we want for right now, but because we are showing the children, the people of tomorrow, what it is that life is all about. So if we make it spectacular, children learn what they live. Which actually lends to kind of what we have been talking about because we keep trying to understand what's going on around us as adults, much less how to talk to them, you know? Exactly. And so it actually, it not only lends itself to it, Ron, but we're getting really to the heart of the matter, the issues at hand. And really, the issues at hand are all about freedom. and, And what we want for our children is what we grew up with. We grew up with tremendous freedom not needing to be worried about all kinds of things that are are now major uh, in our lives. And we don't need to fire all the negative neurons and list off what they are. But what we do need to do is we do need to focus on what we know is really important and important to us, important for our kids, important for our energy. You know, there's there's a certain frequency that children operate off of in the happy zone. That when we allow it, just infects us, doesn't it? You're frozen. <laughs> Can you hear me okay? Can you hear me? Oh, yeah, I can hear you, but for a minute there, you were frozen. Oh. Was I, I frozen? Uh, you were you were not frozen, but you were cutting out a little bit. Um, I guess my question is: the images we see on television, how does it affect? Yeah, how does it? You know, when we've got so Ron is going to speak, be speaking to us in grown-up speak today, with the appreciation that there are little ones in his vehicle, so we don't want we don't want a lot of the dialogue to be anything that's going to be difficult. Well, for them. And- and you're in my headset, so you're good. Yeah, and so I noted that. So it's really, it's about what Ron can verbalize right now. But you know what? Here's the thing. When you've got a good connection with who you're beside there, you can speak in and talk about the things that you know that he really wants to say. So really, for Ron's, for Ron's concern, isn't that great? Now you got a mouthpiece, Ron. <laughs> keep, keep going. Little did you know. So anyway little sip of water there since I'm now speaking for two. Um, 
So, you know, in, in the case of Ron, with these wonderful kids, he's got five kids. Four of them are really little. They're all young at heart. But how do we explain this to our children? There is no way to explain this to our children is the reality. All we can say to our children is, that's outside of our door. This is inside of our home. This is inside of our car. And this is what's inside of our mind and our hearts. And so... Wow. Right. I like that. And and so what we what we are really responsible for is we're responsible for creating an environment inside of our own head, so that even if it, it seems confusing to us, we look into the innocent face of children and we say, "I love you so much." Have I told you today how adorable you are? Do you know how special you are? Do you know that I never saw nostrils like yours? <laughs> Whatever it takes to help them have fun, stay loose, and be children, because they have no way to process all of this, just zero. And I don't care if they're pre-K. Decades beyond that in our lifespan, and we can't wrap our mind around this, which is why we're on the Daily Show daily. Monday through Friday, talking about what we've been talking about privately and trying to share. Here's what we're thinking about and dialoguing about. But friends, you've got children that are either your own or your next generation of grandchildren. This is not the kind of thing that we want to be in dialogue with them about. This is this is our escape. Our time with children right now is our escape to say, ah. I remember why I had them. I remember every second why I love them so much. They lighten my spirit. They bring me joy. They're not corrupt. There's no such thing as a corrupt child. There's no such thing as a bad baby. They're oh, dead. there's one. Hang on. Let, let me introduce you to no, it. <laughs> <laughs> but you put it a stand. <laughs> He could only do that if he didn't already in his heart and through his verbations say, my kids are awesome. Oh, my God. Oh, I am like an outrageously dedicated daddy man. 100%. In fact, funny story last night, I, I coached my uh, boys in football. My, my, my second oh, yeah. Two teams. Yeah, it was his first practice, so it was really hot. It was 104 degrees, and we're out there sweating about halfway through. It's an hour practice, so about 30 minutes into it, we go in the shade to have a huddle to talk about what we're learning, and so we sit down, and all the parents are there. Yeah. He goes, hey, Dad, Dad, you think we can just go home and get a new coach? <laughs> <laughs> Thank oh. you, son. All, all the parents laughed so hard because he was just hot. He's like, hey, can you go home and just get a new coach? <laughs> well, it sounds perfectly perfectly reasonable to me. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So, a lot of fun. But I love what you said just about, look, we can only control what we can control from from our house to our car to our hearts. I mean, that's just a really beautifully way to, beautiful way to state it, Deb. I think that really empowers those of us who are listening today who are parents. To understand, we can only where we're where we that which we can control. We can control those things for sure. That's right. So, 
you know, that's exactly why and we've talked about this a little bit before. My house always contains toys. And people ask me, where are the kids? And it's like, you're looking at her. <laughs> I love it. Want to come to my playroom? Yeah. <laughs> right. It's, you know, yeah. and, and when we don't have those things, when we don't allow ourselves to be lighthearted and fun and just cut loose, you know, we shouldn't wonder why we get adulthood diseases. Yeah, the whole life, you know, I, I always say I get my, my wisdom, I mean, I get my being, excuse me, my being from, from children, and I think I, from the perfection of children, actually, and I get my being and wisdom, excuse me, my wisdom from the imperfection of adults. So the whole idea of act like an adult makes zero sense. What does that mean? Cynical or thick-headed? You know, what is it? What is it is the right question. We we really, you know, we owe it to ourselves and we owe it to our children to lighten up our heart because when our heart gets so heavy, we we really get a pain right in our chest. You know? There's a there's a reason why uh, as kids we learn to put our hand over our heart to say the Pledge of Allegiance. Because we're connecting our thoughts with our heart. I love I love the technology of heart math because we're really taking our, our thoughts and we're allowing our thoughts to get directed by us for the benefit of the health of our heart. And when we're in coherence between our mind and our heart, we're we're good, we're happy, we're relaxed. Our organs are then saying, Thank you for the relief. Because you're being stressed and uptight was making me work so hard that I thought that I was going to have to collapse, you know. So, like, really and truly in anatomy and physiology and in mind-body medicine, when we are hurting on our back and the small of our back, our adrenal glands are working so hard because of the stress that they're having to respond to. That our body is exhausted, and then we are exhausted completely. I love that. I absolutely love that. Have we ever talked about mono, stereo, and surround? Did we talk about that? No, but I love that topic. Go ahead and yap away. Because you just articulated parts of it beautifully. Um, I've always taught what's called the you of you, and, and in the you of you, I go to who are you? What do you want? What is your action plan? It's four questions. And then the fourth one is, how are you willing to be? And this one always stumps people because yeah. the first three are like, oh, yeah, I know who I am, and I know what I want, and all that stuff. <laughs> My motivational courses, you know, but this is not motivation. This is inspiration because I've always said that motivation is for the uninspired. Yeah. So the last, the last question is, how are you willing to be? And so people get a little perplexed, perplexed by that because your way of being is greater than anything you know or anything you say, that energy doesn't lie. So when you're around somebody, who might say fewer words, but their being is so big and huge and undeniable. You're like, oh, I want to follow that person to the end of the world. Yeah. And then there's people who say all the right words and all the right sentences. Oh, there's a shark in there waiting to bite something, right? So yeah. it, energy doesn't lie. So I'm teaching people that don't be, you know, the parrots. Be the hearts. So they always say, well, give us some examples of ways of being. So I had I went kind of 
alone for a day or two and just thought it through. And I, and I tried to categorize, because I'm an observer, what would be the first one? So the first one that came out of me, and this is just, I'm not saying it's the gospel. It's just what I came up with, yeah. right? So, um, but the first one was mono. And mono is one-dimensional. So if you're listening to music, those old transistor radios used to be monos, one-dimensional sound. Yeah. It wasn't in stereo. And so mono is for the people who are informationally driven. They have to get the facts and the figures. They're usually programmers. They program <laughs> software. They got big. And when two programmers meet each other, they say their R is really big, and they, they just juice on each other. But when we meet a, a, a mono, and they start spewing at us, the first five minutes are like, that person is so smart, and then the next 20 minutes, we have a migraine. <laughs> so that's mono. And by the way, it's important to get the facts straight, so yeah. not, not to be little. So I ask the audience to raise your hand if you think you're mono. So, you know, people will raise their hand. The next one is when you take the information, but you combine it, and what you were saying, Dr. Dev, is Combine it and align it with your heart. And all of a sudden now, you get the facts straight, but you learn to project from your heart. Yeah. And all of a sudden, they're like, man, whew, I don't know what Deb was saying, but whatever it was, I wanted it. <laughs> right? <laughs> because it's a feeling, I call that stereo, being yeah. felt more than heard. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. And the, and the third one is fascinating, and that one is um, when you take the information you come from your heart, then you project community, belonging, yeah. uh, indiscriminance, you know, where people are around you and they're, they're just drooling because they just feel so alive and so valued yeah. because you're projecting community to them. You're not sifting and sorting and, and just your worldviews have limited everyone and everything and all you've got is just this little thin lane of opportunity because your worldviews are so thin. Yeah. So I call that when you project community, when you brand people, not in a limited way, but when you brand them in the most unlimited way, I call that surround sound. Mm. And that's when people show up in a room and they just, their being, their energy, their tone, their words, they all align in the way that you said it. And they do it in such a way that they move and inspire a room full of people. And that's surround sound. And those are the people that people want to marry and make babies with and go into business with. Yeah, right. And the party doesn't the party doesn't start until they arrive. Yeah. And the funny thing is, is that usually people in surround sound are the people who have figured out their purpose and their dreams and they've aligned in the center point of that most days, right? More often than not, yeah. they're here and they just buzz. <laughs> and so therefore it's a natural, sustainable buzz where energy doesn't lie. Your way of being is greater than anything you know or you say. I love that. Yeah. I want to be surround sound. <laughs> you are. You already are. That was my point. Oh. <laughs> I know you are. You are totally surround sound. It's some awesome. Days, some days better than other for all of us because the real yeah. answer is which one are you? Yeah. Is we Sometimes depending on who we're with, who we're with right? Yeah. You get with the computer program, and all of a sudden you're trying to talk computer program. Just showing what an idiot you are. But then when you go to surround sound to a computer program, and you say, "Man, I love you, bro." They look at you like they've seen a ghost. Yeah, right. Exactly. Exactly. But when I'm with the, I love the way that you were talking when you were describing the computer programmers because you got really fierce on your face and you made your lips move like they were right there with you. And I had to make my R's. My my R's had to be really, really, really strong. 
That is so funny. And you know what? This is childhood. This is play. I mean, maybe adults, but it's just kids with manners. I mean, that's it. <laughs> you know? I love that. Yeah. Yeah. So the problem in today's culture really is that the adults don't have manners. Yeah, they're starting to lose that, aren't they? Well, excuse me, but why did we have to have commercials on TV in the winter? I mean, they sort of dissipated over the summer, but why did we need to have adults on TV say, okay, now here's the soap, and it's foaming soap. So here you put it on your hands, and you rub your hands together. Now get it in between your fingers, and then the foam will really spread all over really nice, get under your fingernails and everything. And I'm thinking, wait a second, is this for grown-ups? Because my mother taught me how to do this when I was like three. So everybody's been walking around with filthy hands and going potty and not washing their hands? Are you kidding me? <laughs> and then and people wonder why handshaking was verboten. Well, the elbow the elbow bumps have been kind of good right now. <laughs> yeah, and I got to tell you what, I hate elbow bumps. And as a matter of fact, every time somebody wanted to high five me, I a guy would like go like this to me, and you know, I, well for the people who are listening, not seeing, hold up your hand, you know, to high five me, and I would hold my hand back. I'd pull my I pull I pull my hand back, and I. And he'd be like, what? And I'd say, only if you do it the girly way. Well, what do you mean? Put your hand up there and hold it still, and I'll show you. So I would meet I would meet the hand, and I would embrace it. And I'd hold it, and I'd say, no, no bumping into me and running away. It's got to be the full embrace. They're like, all right. <laughs> so those are, those are hand hugs. Those are hand hugs, and it would usually lead to a hug hug. Which, by the way, is disgusting in today's world. I am the most upset about the lack of everybody hugging each other. More upset about that than almost anything. Do you remember the dance, the bump, when you do the hips together? Oh, yeah, yeah. Wasn't that fun? That, that should be the new one. So no elbows, just boom. You know? Boom, boom, bump. <laughs> do you remember Leo Biscaglia? He was an American, but he was Italian, and he was the love doctor, hug doctor. Huh. And he wrote about the power of the hug. So everybody made fun of him. He, and he was alive and doing this for decades. He was on Phil Donahue and all the old original talk shows. And he'd come out and he would hug you. And then he had everybody in the audience hugging one another. And he talked about the science of love and touch and hugging. And how healthy it is. Now, that man's got to be rolling over in his grave with all this nonsense that we're in the middle of right now. Boy, are you not kidding? So, I was at the grocery yesterday, and I just go to a little grocery in my village here, and I wear my mask, like, most of the time it's here on my chin, like your goatee. When I go in the store, I put it just under my, I put it under, around the top of my lip, under, yeah, okay, so we're twins. So I'm in there. There's nothing coming out of my nose. I'm not infected. I don't have any caca, nothing. And I'm minding my business, and everybody in my little village is very nice and friendly. And this woman comes over by me and talks to me through her mask. I can't understand what she's saying. And what she says to me is, put up your mask. And I looked at her. And then I looked away, and I looked back at her again, and she said, 
put up your mask. And I said, you know, I can't understand a word you're saying. <laughs> so she pulls it down for a minute and she says, you're supposed to pull your mask up. And I said, go ahead. <laughs> That's awesome. Can we get that for me, please? You know what you should do? You, you, should, you should come up with these fake casts on your hands and just wear your mask down. Pull your mask up. <laughs> I, I can't. I can't. Or I know it's not even funny, but, you know, those, uh, I don't know. I'm not going to say it. I think we should have a mask that looks like your face. And then people think you don't have a mask on, but it just is. You know, listen, let me just tell you something. Here's the real problem. This is messing with my lipstick. (laughs) Fortunately, I don't have that problem, you know. I thought you did. You know, one of the things I will point out is that I went to a facility the other day, and they said, you have to wear a mask. I said, I don't have one. They said, that's okay. We have loads of them. And they gave me one, and that's going to gross everyone out. But I put it on, and it's... It smelled like great grandma's something, or she'd spit or chew or something. I don't know, but that was just crazy. There's nothing healthy about putting on somebody else's mask. <laughs> and you had to wear it. I just put it over my eyes and said, you know what? I'm just, I choose to be blind. <laughs> man, oh man, I'll tell you, it's gone absolutely harebrained cuckoo out there. Yeah. So, you know, here's the theme for the rest of the time that we're on today. And I cannot believe how your children are so quiet back there. Is that because we're doing the show? They are being good. This is this is a record for anybody who's watching right now. Wow. I am stunned. Yeah, I can't even look at them. They're being so good. It's like they're I'm not letting, Oh, there's Gemma. She's coming out. I'm letting, I'm letting them have a little technology time. And I said, anybody who interferes with the show, they lose their privileges. <laughs> but they have good behavior. <laughs> They are so beautiful and precious. It's so much fun. Yes, they are. So, so thank you. You're welcome. And I and one little cutie pie was just looking over the the back seat. You know, you just see this little face coming up, turning to the side there like that. We yeah. know, Ron. That's because of your beautiful connection with them and the way that they know who you are. They yeah, know. A, they know. We have special. Yeah, it's what we have is very very special. You know. I think every parent, we, we tend to have a blind spot as a parent. I think that's just, I, I don't want to say normal, but probably somewhat common. But I will say what, what at least what we can see with each other is beautiful. You know, it's really a, we have a great relationship. We laugh together. We learn together. We teach together. We, but you know what? I wouldn't trade it for anything. Yeah. You know, one of the things I'm thinking about today is about this weekend of Labor Day. And this long holiday weekend. And it really is important for all of us to honor over this wonderful long weekend the beautiful work that people have done on our behalf for the benefit of our country ever since our country has been in existence. I mean, people truly have labored for our comfort, for our convenience, you know, the the roads that we drive over and, and the the life that we have because of other people's hard labor. Yeah. Well, you know, right.
right now we could use a little more labor in our country just because we're trying to get that economy back up and going and get people back to work and feeling good about themselves and putting food on the table and just doing so with great great pride, you know, and, and, and the right kind of pride where you just care for the ones you love and contribute to society. Absolutely, that's right. And you know, I'm I'm um at the same moment that I that I hear news that's difficult, I'm also enlightened. What is she spraying in her mouth there? Was it was it something oh, it's yummy? A, it's it's a breath it's a breathalyzer. It's it's a breath thing. Is it yummy? Um, I think so. It's like a mouthwash, yes. That's so cool. She's a little diva. This is a girl who chose to be a vegetarian without any influence. Tell if it's a trend that they kind of cop out of it because I'm not providing or mom's not providing vegetables. But this is a girl who will make her own sprout for almonds and then make her own almond milk the next day. She'll pack her own lunches. She'll go out of her way to get a juice or a salad or beans or rice. I mean, she'll just go way out of her way. To, to do those things, and I'm really proud of her. She, she looks so alive and, and vibrant. Yeah, it's wonderful. I love that. I had a period of time where I went through a, a true vegetarian epiphany twice. Uh huh. Once when I was not much older than her. Yeah. And it was it was fabulous, but I made the mistake of. Um, making a proclamation to my mother and father that I had cleaned out the freezer and the refrigerator. <laughs> I bet they didn't like that. No, they made me fetch everything. I was, I was mighty insulted. But they hey, what's, that, what's that fish? <laughs> right. My father said, get those pork chops. Yeah. He retrieved those pork chops, young lady. And then, it, but I felt great, you know. And then again, I did it when I was in my early 20s, and it was fabulous. And then I I got taken to a Chinese restaurant and we ordered uh, mushy pork, and I was to convert all over again. Yum, yum. Yeah. It is yum, yum. It is. <laughs> I'm terrible. with you. Yeah, it's terrible. So, Ron, I hope that you have a beautiful weekend with your beloveds there and a fabulous holiday and a celebration of a marriage. Well, you too, by the way. And um, I really enjoy this with you, Deb. And I hope viewers are enjoying the conversations and, and just something. You know, I hope we can provoke something in someone. If it's just one person we touch, I mean, that's, uh, that's priceless always. And, and uh, we're, I think I'm learning from you along the way, Deb. And I always appreciate you know, your background, your combination of what you know academically and what you know in your heart intuitively and how you weave them so beautifully together. So uh, celebrate Deb this weekend, and, and um, I'm going to go with my kids, and we're going to pull off and grab a, grab a little bite to eat. Fabulous. Here. And I'm learning from you all the time and loving every episode and every minute of it. Are we going to be together on Monday, or you want to wait till Tuesday? I have movers come into one of one of the residences, and so probably Tuesday, but, you know, people are going to be out, out and about, yep. and let's all celebrate Labor Day. Let's I agree. Work. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> all right. Peace out, everybody. Okay. Have a great weekend. And, Ron, you and your kids, be blessed, be safe, have fun. Be peace bad. out. You too. Bye.